Hello and welcome to this episode of 99P Gen Z. Today I'm joined by Jess. Hello. And Connor. Hello. And today we are going to be talking about gamification, uh, something we've spoke about for a little while now. It's close to all of our hearts, I'm sure. Um, something really interesting that's sort of been a trend in the last few years. Um, would you like to start off, Jess, do you want to introduce us to what gamification is? Okay, so if no one knows out there what gamification is, here we go. Yeah, it's a good place to start. <laughs> uh, so basically it's applying typical gameplay and things like rules, comp like competitiveness, scores, into marketing and yeah. specifically online marketing so yeah it's a um, it's a tool to add that sort of element of you know uh, that competition and uh it sort of sort of add something superficial yeah. um to generate competition uh between between people and normally there's a prize at the end of it that's something to do with the, the company it's based on a little off. bit of incentive yeah um Connor, do you have anything else to say on gamification um i think it's that reward aspect and yeah. also the competitive nature that we all like. I mean, for our generation particularly, we've grown up playing a lot of video games. I, mean, well, yeah, I, can't, this is... I can't speak for you, but I know I have. So I, like yeah. any form of competition or games, I love. So if you can almost mask something with the idea of a game that it's no longer seems like work or I... like an advert or something, it's more of like something you'll have fun doing. So you're more willing to like participate in it. I think, yeah, when we say like why gamification, I think... It's because of that. Obviously, growing up, we all either played sports or played video games or or competed for, you know, even now, like, you're competing for jobs. You're competing every day in your life. I think um, we're naturally competitive. That's how it works. Yeah, humans are built to compete. Humans survive through competition. So to trivialize that with um, the companies have done into a, as I was saying, like, superficial... Um, well game like it's 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 genius um and it works really well as a sort of pr stunt for a lot of companies that we'll get into is it a stunt or is it like a method that's going to be here to stay sort of thing well i i think it is something that's here to say but it's, it is quite stunty in the way it feels that like a trend yeah but it is this grand um you know suddenly oh it's the this challenge or this or that and you know it's this grand sudden i'd call it a stunt because it's a it's almost a show um yeah. to Bit of entertainment. Yeah, exactly. And it, it tries to do what a lot of companies are trying to do now, which is separate the sort of product from the the people. They're trying to say, oh, look at us, you know, we're, we're personable, we're relatable. We're... Well, it's more of an experience then instead of them being yeah. sold something. If someone sends me an advert and they're like, here, you need to buy this because of these reasons, I'm kind of like, eh, yeah. I think I'll pass on that one. But I reckon if a game or more so in... The B2B world, like a form yeah. or a referral. Yeah. And then you get like a little badge or something at the end of it. I'd fill that form out. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's something I, I like to call the cinema effect, which is people Is this a real stop... thing or is this something you've made? This is a bit of both. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely a bit of both. But so people stopped wanting to go to the cinema um, because they can stream a movie at home. The day it comes out a lot of the time. Yeah. So the cinemas started offering the cinema experience um, as instead of, you know, you go and you watch a film, you leave, you go and you get your popcorn, you have reclining chairs, you go in for the experience. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of companies seem to focus on now is instead of providing a product or service, they provide that alongside an experience of, you know, if it's luxury, if it's this or it's, you know, and gamification is a, a sort of massive part of that is you can provide them that 
competitive escapism experience, escapist experience, I should say. Um, so you're saying it's like an additional thing to the product? Yeah, I think it's something to sort of expand that product from we're selling you something to you're a part of something. Um, and I, I think that's really important. And or, or let's, I mean, we're going towards that anyway. Let's go into sort of pros and cons of it. Uh, Connor, do you want to start us off with some, some pros maybe? Um, I mean, when I thought about it, when I sat down and thought about gamification, what it is, I thought about what it produces. And apart from, you know, getting a well done, you won, whatever. Yeah. As part of the, the consumer side of it. On the receiving side, it's going to generate <laughs> quite a bit of data. Yeah. Um, so if you can tailor the gaming experience to provide relevant data, or as I just saying before with the, the forms, yeah, you're, you're getting a lot more information because people are going to be more uh, accepting to take part in Yeah, willing to give up that, yeah. I think that's why social media is massive in gamification is because you can rate these by saying, oh, you know, our page grew 20%. We had this amount of likes, this amount of comments. You know, we're trying to drive engagement. It's a really effective way to do it. Uh, Jess, do you have any pros that you'd like to discuss? I think everything's been pretty much covered from like generating leads to engaging customers in a different yeah. experience. It also encourages customer loyalty. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's massive. Because if you're more intrigued in something, you're going to come back instead of being deterred away from a kind of plain. I guess it also ties into like social media. If you do it yeah. well, then. You know, it's not a regular thing that you see all the time, like a good like gamification experience. You probably will get shared a lot more on social media by uh, customers or clients who enjoyed the experience. Yeah, boosts that engagement. It's, you yeah. know, it's share culture. Um, it's part of that. I also got down here that it, um, it creates narrative. <coughs> People like to be a part of a story, a part of a challenge, you know, from the, the start of, you know, you're looking for this, you're trying to do this, you're trying to win this game. Um, towards the conclusion of that narrative, which is you win a prize, you win, you know, a, a shout out, a badge, or wh whatever yeah. it is. Um, I also put down about the the FOMO, the fear of missing out. Once yeah. these events start happening, if it's you know everyone's looking for a certain item in a city, no one wants to miss out on that. I've seen things yeah. on social media, and I, I don't think gamification affects me massively, but I, th I think I see that and I go, oh, yeah, you know, I want to. I want to find that thing. I want to like compete in this, you know. Oh, it's it like with them. Um, you know the Adobe personality thing. Remember that came out and everybody was doing it. It was all over LinkedIn, yeah, all yeah. Over social media. You, you basically went on and you filled out a load of questions, and it would tell you which personality type you are. Oh yeah, okay. That spread really well. Yeah, that was mm -hmm. everywhere for ages, and that's pretty much an example of it because it felt more like a an interactive experience rather than like a form filling out thing. But people like learning about the personalities. They're like, yeah. who am I, who I like, who yeah. am I really? And that's the reward, isn't it? Is yeah. being told that information. It's, it's the, um, it's, it's that satisfaction of, you know, some of the examples are like companies will hide things in cities. Companies will do that sort of survey or thing you were saying, or, and it is always at the end of it, dragging that person along that journey for the reward. So they're mm -hmm. waiting for the reward and you're along the way collecting information or, growing your social page or you know it's it's that trade-off i guess and you have to put a prize or reward in there for the um for the customer the consumer to to want like you need it's that you need mm -hmm. want if you're going to do gamification would um, you say that the asking questions on instagram and 
Facebook and things like that, would you say that's an example of gamification or would you say it doesn't um, really count I in this situation? It depends on the question. Maybe things like polls mm-hmm. are a bit more gamification where it's, you know, which side are you? Are you red or blue? Are you, you know? Yeah, that, that's kind of good though. I yeah. like that. Um, I guess you could say that's gamification, but that's like a very basic mm-hmm. version. I'm not sure yeah. how much you want to go into it. I mean, one of the examples I wanted to bring up was uh, a company called Embryo based in Manchester. And they've basically, um, they've developed this thing called the Manchester Visibility Index. Yeah. So all the countries, uh, countries, companies in Manchester have been logged onto this index and they're scored on, you know, um, press score, web authority score, social score, everything. It's compiled into this big score at the end and then you're ranked within an area. And I think that's great because it is an element of competitiveness. Yeah. And then yeah. if you go on the website and you, you can search a company, I've searched us, we're it looks, It looks pretty cool. It's not too bad. Yeah, so it's probably a lot of for example, if you search BDB, <laughs> you search BDB and you go onto it, you can then go onto the profile and it's a bit like Xbox or PS3. You've got like a... <laughs> gamer tag and... <laughs> no, no, not a gamer tag, but like you've got trophies. Oh, it's yeah, like you if you, yeah. Yeah. So if your social score is above a certain number, then you'll have unlocked, yeah. you know, silver level. Social LinkedIn whatever. does something similar, doesn't it, with the all-star with, you know, so yeah. like you give them a certain amount of information and you're an all-star of this. So before we get into too many examples, and I think that is a great example you brought to the table there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> I think we should touch on the negatives, if there are any, of gamification. Um, do you guys think there are negatives? Did you come across any? Maybe it'll distract okay. the, the user from the actual the purpose of it. From the product or, yeah. yeah. Um, I could also imagine if it was a bad experience, then it could take away from the yeah. company and what, what it's trying to do. Yeah, it is, it is risky, isn't it, to have such a, an engaging uh, thing you're offering revolving around your product. Jess, yeah. did you come across any, any negatives? I didn't actually come across any negatives for it. I guess you're point is pretty valid of that it can distract people from the main goal of the actual yeah. form or whatever they've been yeah. asked to fill out um but i think if it's relevant information for them and it's a more intriguing way of getting to it so it's the then, focus isn't it? yeah it's, you know in get, making sure it's engaging and if the focus isn't right want, then yeah obviously it'll go I came across a few things. Um, so obviously, it's quite budget and resource intensive. If you're going to, yeah, you know, if you're going to track these, as you were saying with Embryo, if you're going to track all mm-hmm. these companies, if you're going to, you know, it takes people's time and it takes money and it takes resources. So it can be uh, risky. The other thing I found is, so the U.S. Army made a a game. Um, it's, it's on Steam, the like video game platform. Um, yeah, it's a tactical military game. What's it called? Um, I can't 100% remember, but if you search US Army game or US Army gamification, it'll come up. I read a case study of it. And it didn't get reacted to very well because people saw it as taking something like the US Army, which is incredibly serious. It's mm-hmm. you know a massive deal. It should be yeah, really like... Respect and and, you treat it as a, you know, a game as like the tactical missions of, you know, things the US Army do. Um, yeah. Like going in and, and treating that as a game is kind of, yeah. I'd say, besides the point of the US Army. Um, and I think people reacted to that negatively. And that was quite interesting. But overall, I think there's a lot of positives to take away from it. And I think if you can yeah. do it right, it's really impactful. 
Um, I wanted to bring it back to Embryo. I want to say, I think maybe people could see it as maybe one-sided, that it's just another way for companies to get more information out of yeah. potential clients. Although in the case of Embryo, where it's almost like a competitive leaderboard, these scores that they're marking you against are ultimately, if you try and boost those scores to get high on the leaderboard, it benefits both parties because obviously more information is going to Embryo or whoever. And then also the, the company that's trying to bet themselves on the leaderboard, they're developing these things like social score and yeah. all this press and all that. So it benefits them too. So it, you, it you can see, in some cases be mutually... the sort of uh, like breadcrumbs on the trail, don't you? You can't just say, you know, give us all your information. At the end of it, you'll mm -hmm. get reward. Like you almost have to keep them going with, like you were saying with the achievements. I think that's a really good example of saying, oh, give us a bit more information. The reward we'll system is a big part of it. And, yeah, give us a bit more. And it's not like, give us all your information, we'll do this. It is in stages. And I think that's, that's really uh, quite important. There's a reward for on their embryo site for us that, kind of says that we ha we know how to handle press well. Yeah. And imagine being Which a, is quite you know, a company that has good to a hear. PR yeah, yeah. background and doesn't have that award. Like it's, yeah. um, it sort of puts in the fear of missing out as well. Like I think that's a really good example. So talking about good examples, I'm sure we all have <laughs> a few. Uh, Jess, do you have an example you want to bring up of a gamification gone well, or it could be gone badly, which, whichever you researched? Um, I don't have an example of those. Okay, well, there we go. <laughs> but, um, well, let's, I've got a few we can bring up and we can discuss, and I'm sure Connor okay. might have yeah. a few as well. So, um, <clears throat> one of the ones that I found, and I think this will be quite, quite funny to bring up, is Tinder. Okay. So, um, Tinder made, so I'm sure everyone knows what Tinder is. If you don't, it's a dating app. And the <laughs> idea is that you swipe um, right if you like someone and you swipe left if you don't like someone. So the, basically what Tinder have done is taken dating, which used to be quite a, you go up to someone, you talk to them, you know, you see what happens, or, and trivialized it into a game where you're picking, do I like this person, do I not like this mm -hmm. person? People are saying, oh, I want to be liked by more people, so I'm going to you know, yeah. make my profile as best as possible. And, um, and it does, it gets competitive almost where there is like the gamification elements of that like the super like and you know you pay more for like having this ability or it is no way it is gamification-y um new word um <laughs> and it's it's really interesting to me that you can take a concept of love relationships you know human relationships <clears throat> and turn that into a game and it's a massive well, it sounds platform. like a similar situation to the u.s army thing uh where you've taken like quite a serious well in this case, with Tinder, it's not too serious because it's, from my experience anyway, it's like, you know, quite sort of uh, light. It's casual, yeah, definitely. It's, it's very casual. Um, <laughs> but it, it's it's aligning games with real-life processes. Yeah. And in some cases, it's, well, you know, if it was by the B2B, it's, you know, forming relationships between companies, which is quite a yeah. serious thing. Mm -hmm. But you're aligning it with games, which sort of, eases the blow yeah it is taking that yeah it's, it's making fun out of seriousness like yeah. it's you know it's taking the the severity out of things that are quite important to people and saying well, why don't we have why don't we have fun with it and you're always going to choose the fun option aren't you like is it yeah. not kind of relax the whole situation a yeah. lot more as well yeah. than being like right i have to plan all these things i have to have these goals by then to yeah 
and uh, yeah I th well i think it's like it's really um it, it's crazy to think about that you can take a concept such as you know tinder which looking back on it as an idea i'm sure you pitch that idea to you know 10 people and a lot of them find it mm -hmm. crazy people go what like you know no one's gonna do that and you look at it now and it's it's massive it's one of the you know one of the biggest apps on the app store like um i think the leaderboard is quite a I keep going back to the embryo thing, but yeah. I think the lead boy is like incredibly, I don't know, incredibly effective with this whole thing. Cause like, uh, if you can imagine it's quite a visible thing you'll put up on, on a leaderboard, people can compare the scores and then it creates to, competition as yeah, well. That's the main thing. That's, yeah. what's, that's what's driving it all. So like the Nike, Nike running, running app, um, that's another thing. It's like fitness quite sort of. It's important to yeah. people, yeah. It's yeah. Mm -hmm. they, they've yeah. made leaderboards where you can see times, you know, communities within the app, and that drives competitiveness. And again, more information for the companies. Yeah. The like, goes towards their marketing schemes and all that. The leaderboard is huge, isn't it? When you think about, you can you can take it back to sports and think um, when people follow, like you know, football leagues or hockey leagues or basketball leagues or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's all based around where you sit on that leaderboard. It's you versus the other. 20 yeah. teams um so i think when you put that into a business sense and say you know you can be here on the leaderboard and this company is above you so try and you know try and beat this company or mm -hmm. um you do like the award shows where it's the top you know like prolific north did with the top 50 uh b2b companies or marketing yeah. companies i mean it depends how far you want to go into the whole idea of what is gamification yeah i think well i think well because i like were talking about on on snapchat before is it snapchat? Yeah. no instagram instagram yeah. stories where it's like you know who's been active today yeah. yes or no is that gamification or is that just a poll and, I think, and is a poll part of gamification i think to me mm -hmm. gamification there's almost two types i'd say like active gamification is a company setting up an event that runs for a certain amount of time that will say um right you know people are going to take part in this there's a prize at the end of it and that's your sort of active like scheduled gamification but there is also passive gamification and it comes from the sort of trivialization of everyday life now where um you know you have competition constantly in your life and social media is a good example you were saying with the night running out before um there's a lot of, of things we do every day that have been mm -hmm. trivialized and it comes into our sort of element of escapism as us not wanting to live an ordinary life as wanting to escape as wanting to get out from the stress of everyday life and mm -hmm. Um, instead of being focused on, you know, your fitness being, oh, I have to, I want to stay fixed. I want to live a long life and be healthy. It then becomes, oh, I want to stay fit because I want to beat someone, and I can, that's, I can get that, and that's a reward. Um, but is is it sometimes like beating yourself, like trying yeah. to better yourself? Because I, I was just trying to think. In then, some like, elements, I think, yeah. You know, the smart home meters, yeah, is mm -hmm. now a lot more visual because you have the the dials, you know, with how much electricity your house is consuming. Yeah, mm -hmm. is it always because? It, it's drilled in, into us now that, you know, we're supposed to be trying to be more eco. Yeah. So if you have that meter in your house, you can always like challenge yourself to use less and less and less. So is that a type of gamification or is that just sort of the natural inbuilt sort of competitive? competitive I think it depends on if the company set that up on purpose. Or, I don't think that is. But it could, cause it, well, cause it could also be humans naturally being competitive that we we're talking about before. We are born and to that's be. that's why it works so well. Yeah, exactly. Um, well, competition drives most things, doesn't it? Yeah. And, yeah. And obviously people have taken that and gone, it can drive sales. Um, I take businesses, for example, yeah, as well. Yeah. Like they're always like, yeah, I'm going to be 
worldwide. I'm going to be international. Yeah. I'm going to be this over all the other businesses that compare to us. Yeah, It's always competition. And maybe that's why people use gamification because games are competitive no matter yeah. how you try and put a game. So using gamification kind of drives the competitiveness within their key audiences as well. Yeah, it's also it's, about development. Yeah, well, it's taking the base elements of human psychology, isn't it? And almost stripping back the human psyche to say like, oh, we are this, we are that, you know, we are competitive and building on that with modern technology and saying, well, how can we, how can we exploit that human, uh, well, human emotion, that human, you know, something yeah. that's been there since the start of time. Mm-hmm. I think it's time to talk about beer. So beer? yeah, it's beer time. Okay. So <laughs> one of the examples I came across, and I'm I happy really to talk liked, about this. Yeah, this is a kind of quick special. Um, <laughs> you make me sound like an alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> he says with the beer in his hand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, <laughs> but so uh, let's let's talk Heineken. <clears throat> Heineken did a marketing scheme called Crack the US Open. Uh, obviously, in reference to cracking a beer open. It mm-hmm. Sounds slightly more aggressive when I read it without. Uh, <laughs> You know, without talking about beer, but um, yeah. So their their idea was that on Instagram, um, they shared a load of images that had it was, it was sort of like a almost like an Easter egg hunt. Um, mm-hmm. And the idea was that you eventually build this mosaic of images into this massive uh, massive image of a crowd. Um, and so the idea was that basically. People get involved, try and find these images that communicate with each other. They share images and say, you know, I found this, has someone got this bit? Or, and the idea was eventually to build a community, which will eventually build this massive image. Um, and it was very successful. Um, and it, so it ran for three days. It had 15,000 participants. Wow. 15,000. Yeah. That's insane. Um, and it had Heineken's social platforms gain a 20% follower increase. Wow. Um, and all they had to do was they gave away tickets to I think the US Open. Um, and it, to, to me, it, it was genius because they give mm-hmm. away you know, tickets that mm-hmm. cost them, obviously they cost them money. There's resources of making the images and hiding them. But a 20% yeah. increase. But at the end of the day, day yeah, they've paid much less than you would have had to to do that through other means. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a, and over such a short period of time as well. Yeah, three days. Three days. That's, that's a resounding insane. success, surely. Um, it's not the first time they've tapped into competitiveness to uh, in, well in marketing as well. Tell of, me more. With the uh, <laughs> Rugby World Cup this year, yeah, uh, they the, the Heineken star, the red star, that was replaced. The the fill of the image was replaced with um, the competing countries' flags. Yeah. Like we've had them in the office. That's great because obviously you can whether you're a rugby or not you're going to associate with one of the flags more than the others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's something to drive, I don't know, pushing the base. They almost, and I don't want to get into it too much because it's an entire podcast on its own, but they almost get into sort of tribalism, don't they? You love this whole tribalism. I thing. do. I love it. <laughs> well, it links the gamification so well. When you think about, um, you know, the competition built into gamification, mm. you have to think about that like binary opposition of, you know, as I was saying before, like red and blue, the, yeah. the two sides, you pick a side, are you, you know, in rugby terms, are you British, are you Italian, you know, which side are you going to be be voting for and be uh, be working for? And I, and I think Heineken's done really well at tapping into that and linking it to sport. And it does create that competitism. Uh, and I, I think that's incredible, mm-hmm. like that 
we can sit back and think, man, they took a flag, put it on a bottle of beer, and now people get competitive over yeah. it. Like that's how inbuilt uh, competition is into humans. Um, I think a, another example here I've got is a Delta Airlines, the American airline company. So they had something called the Red Coat Challenge. And I think the word challenge is really important in gamification as well, because there's a lot of it attracts people, yeah. though, doesn't it? You see challenge and you're like, oh, I wonder Especially what that is. I wonder if I could win it. Yeah. Gen, Gen Z is sucker for challenges. Yeah. yeah. The Kylie Jen lip challenge. All Cinema that. challenge. Ice bucket yeah. challenge. Ice bucket, yeah. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> Tide pods. Yeah. That was a challenge or just more of a mistake. That's an actual selection. A mistake. Yeah, it, was, it was definitely something. Um, but uh, yeah, I think the, the challenge is. It's, it's so weird to think that we've probably all taken part in a social media trend challenge in our yeah. lives, um, our generation especially. Um, so Delta Airlines did the red coat challenge. So their flight attendants wear red uniform, hence the red coat. Um, and they basically got a load of them to just stand around New York. And they would leak pictures on their social media of locations or coordinates. And people would go and try and track down people in red coats in New York. Um, no way. And I feel sorry for anybody wearing a red coat who's not part of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell me where the coordinates are. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to you know, tickets off them. Um, so they, the prize was that if you found these people, you could win a flight to LA from New York. Um, so it's, it's quite nice. Quite a decent prize. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that. Um, yeah. I'd accept that if anyone wants to get in touch. Um, <laughs> so the, the sort of key statistic here. Um, is over social media over this this challenge uh, they had 18 180,000 uh, engagements wow. so based off the the red coat challenge that's a lot that's insane and yeah and obviously <laughs> they so they focused on New York as it's the biggest uh, well I, I think I read it as the, it was like the biggest hub of people in the world well like mm. density um, population density well, I think it was based off like population density working people Another load of, load of jargon. Um, but I, I think that was really interesting to read that they got people to stand in locations in New York, took a picture of it, put it on social media. When you think about it, it's almost fairly low effort. Um, mm. It's coming up with the ideas, maybe, you know, it's, it's a good idea. But all they had to do was pay a few people to stand in New York. And mm -hmm. They have to take a picture of them, think, right, where can we position these people? That's it. And yeah. 180,000 interactions and engagements later, it's. Yeah. I, I think that's incredible. I think gamification is really, really incredible. Plus, I think for companies who do do it well, then you're kind of seen as like, you know, leaders within your fields. Like you, you're seen yeah. there to be pushing the boat out, sort of trying new things. And yeah. it pays off and it goes really well. So, do you think, going back to your example of Embryo, do you think that they've almost positioned themselves as a, a leader? Um, by saying, by by establishing the leaderboard, they become the sort of overlord of it. Like they, you know, they become the person saying, "You're ranked here. You're ranked here. We've built this." Well, they're system. actually on their own leaderboards, and they're really? not number oh, one, which is they're number one. They're not. They're not. Oh. That, that'd be that'd be too much. Um, but um, I think I think it's really good. I think personally, I think it's like I see it always more as a tool. Yeah. But then I wonder if you if you focus on getting the best score on their index who's to say how important that index is because yeah. it's their index it's very centric in manchester so like who's got the most authoritative index 
That's and what it, I would question. But overall, I think it's great. I think it's really interesting as well to think um, the question we always ask, and I think we like to ask on this podcast, is to always ask why. So with Embryo's business index sort of leaderboard, um, with all of these competitions, why do they set them up? Like you have to think, if you're going to be a part of this, why? Like what do we get out of it? What do they get out of it? Is it a balanced transaction? Do the businesses get more from us? Do we get more from the business? Um, and I think things like people setting up leaderboards, you have to think, is it, you know, in LinkedIn having the, the all-star ranking, mm-hmm. is it to drive their collection of your data? Is it to make sure people engage with their platform more? Um, you always have to ask why. Um, so something else I wrote down, and I haven't actually prepped this question with anyone, <laughs> so it might be a straight no from everyone, and that would be a, not a great uh, little segment here. But Let's hear it then. <laughs> have you guys taken part in something you'd consider gamification? Oh. I'm sure I have. Oh, wait, no, yeah, I have. Okay. The, um, it, was, it was an odd one. It was, okay. <laughs> it was uh, the RAF. So a while ago, they released like a game where it was like, do you have the skills to be an RAF pilot? Okay. And you loaded up the page and it was literally just... Microsoft Flight Simulator. Similar, but but a very, you know, minor version. It was, you put your mouse on the screen and where your mouse was, there's a a fighter jet. Yeah. And you move the mouse side to side and you had to dodge bullets or whatever. Oh, like asteroids. A bit like that, yeah. yeah, But there was no shooting. It was just flying and dodging missiles or whatever. And if you manage to do it for a certain amount of time, they're like, yes, you've got the skill. <laughs> and I was like, okay. You don't well, need to learn how to drive the plane. Yeah. You can just move, move your mouse. <laughs> That's it. So I was like, well, you know, what, how much of this do you have to like, how, how good do you have to be to be a pilot? I maybe lasted three seconds just and I crashed the plane on purpose. And it was like, yes, you've got the skills. Oh, so I was like, yeah. it's just a recruitment drive, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah. It's, it's so did that then people... link you to a, what, like a landing page? Yeah, but I joined the RAF. Yeah. It's just like from that, I can imagine they got quite a few people because mm-hmm. they, they love young people to join the RAF yeah. and they, they love people with gaming skills because, you know, ten, it's that technical, yeah. Yeah. And the problem solving. And that's, I think that's quite interesting because that's another example of the, the army or, you know, the RAF using gamification. Um, and it, it's quite interesting to see these, like, you're taking mm-hmm. what is effectively like asteroids. And using it as a recruitment tool. Yeah. Well, they've done something similar as well that I've actually done. Wait, I found, I saw it on my phone. So you have your headphones in and they play you a video. Okay. And it's at this concert and you can hear everyone talking. There's like music playing in the background and there's all the machines and the cars and stuff. And you're supposed to be able to listen out for like a certain conversation. Oh, okay. Oh, that's cool. And it does it a few times. So you're listening to different conversations, but you're trying to figure out what they say. And then like, okay, well, what did they say? Are you like qualified for this? And was it, was this through a company or was this? Um... Oh no, this was, I don't really know. I can't remember where it was from. Yeah. I apologize, I like but idea, it was though. quite good. Yeah. I'll try and find it. That's, I think that's a good idea is having, it sounds like a, it sounds like yeah. you're being introduced to be a spy. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, you were, maybe you didn't pass the test, but maybe no. next time you joined MI5. Um, yeah, I think it's it's an interesting concept, gamification. Do you I think, think anybody's particularly targeted with it or responds well? I think I think Gen Z. I think Gen, Gen Z, Z because of as you were saying, being brought up on the phones, on video games, having access to tech. Yeah, and that mm-hmm. constant flow of like information and I feel like we get struck by the fear of missing out a lot because yeah. of social media. I think it does still re- resonate with 
older generations. Yeah. Maybe not as much. Yeah, I think I think it yeah, it depends obviously on the the user. I think a lot of people a lot of people like older people that are on Facebook and Twitter probably get this uh, a lot more than other people. Uh, I, but I do think it's it's an accessible way, especially with something like that RAF thing you were talking about with the asteroids. Yeah. It's a simple concept that anyone can understand. Um, mm-hmm. So it doesn't necessarily need to be that, you know, your young and grew up doing this. So let's make this relatable to you. It, you know, if it is the Delta Airlines having red coats in New York, all you have to have is access to a phone and social media. Yeah. And to be able to walk around and look That's for people. That's something like. important to mention. You have, if you're going to do it, you have to set the like the entry barriers like low, so you get more like participants. Yeah, I think accessibility is massive. When you look at all the examples we've talked about today, um, it's it's all about accessibility. I think uh, from those examples as well, you can kind of tell that there's no specific way to apply gamification. Yeah, it's, it is a very broad term. I, I think there's a lot of mm-hmm. ground to be covered, and I think it's always going to develop and grow. And I think we'll see, we might see something six months from now where we go. That's genius. I wish we talked about that. Yeah. So would we like to give some some takeaways um, before we, we close this episode out? Jess, what are your takeaways? What do you think about gamification? I think gamification from a marketing point of view is quite good because you're engaging, you're getting more results, people are actually listening to your content. I think it's definitely worth trying, even if yeah. it's just for the wants. Yeah, and just seeing how it works in yeah. your sort of sector. Connor, you got some takeaways you want to share with us? Um, I was just thinking back to B2C. I was wondering, obviously, you can find a use for anything anywhere, yeah. but will it work well in B2C? Yeah. Yes, uh, no, yes, no. I, I think, yeah, when you think about the the beer examples we had, um, the Heineken example. Oh, B2B, sorry. Oh, oh B2B. Oh, oh. Um, <laughs> even, yeah, I think B2B, I think... It's all about the focus. I think if you can focus on the mm-hmm. competitiveness of it, if it's establishing a leaderboard, if it's um, giving rewards that are relative to their business, if it's saying you know you're now a, you know your business now has the like badge of honor of you know PR or like whatever, it yeah. mm-hmm. has to be a bit more um, obviously focus on the business rather than the consumer. It's a bit broader. It needs to be a bit more. Yeah, but then I'm saying like- that, I always fall into the trap of thinking you know. B2B is a lot more dry and it's a lot more serious, but it's not because behind the B2B companies there are still people and that's who you market yeah. them to. Mm-hmm. So whether but it's B2B that's... or B2C, it's still going to work because it appeals to yeah. the human nature. Of... Well, you can do it through forms as well, can't yeah. you? So it's not like you just have to send out a normal advert for anything. It, it can be interactive as well and you can do whatever you want with the form. It doesn't have to be so dry. and yeah. And that's where you hack into that sort of competitive nature of humans, isn't it? Is when you take the B2B or b2c um concept of gamification and say yeah how, how do we get into that competitiveness is it through rewards is it through it, it's all about the people behind the um the people behind that you're trying to get to like it doesn't matter if it's b2b at the end of the day you're not targeting a business you're targeting the people inside of that business no i agree Sounds a lot more sinister when you say it like that. (laughs) Let's end on a sinister note. Okay. Jess and Connor, thank you very much for joining today. Thank you very much. I hope you have all enjoyed this rather long podcast for us. Um, Is it a long one? It it is a long one, but I think we've packed a lot of good good beer talk in there, which is always a positive. (laughs) Thank you, Samuel. Yeah, thank you all. Thank you, guys. And thank you very much for listening. You can check out our Instagram, 99 pgenz Check out our website, 
once again, 99pgenz.com. Um, follow us. Check us out on whatever platform you want. If you're watching us, <laughs> drop a comment. Tell us what you want to talk about. Um, and we will get around to it. So thank you very much for listening. And we will talk to you soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.